Welcome everyone to Living Life Now, Ingredients for Thriving in the Modern World, where I hope each week to share a little bit of something that makes your life just a tad sweeter, brighter, and maybe even a little bit inspired. Today's topic explores integrative medicine. What is it? How does it differ from conventional medicine? What conditions might lead you to seek out an integrative doctor? And how do you find one? A big part of the pandemic experience for me has been about shoring up my immune system. My integrative doctor, who I'm going to introduce momentarily, has taught me over the past few years how to do this. There's also a deeper piece here. One of my spiritual teachers, John Rogers, says, take care of yourself first so you can help take care of others. This is an idea that has become an essential way of life for me because it's only when I take care of myself that I'm actually able to be of service to others. I think sometimes we look at caring for ourselves as something that's selfish, but really, unless our own house is working or in order, as some people say, we're not much good to anyone else. Some of you may have heard of Dr. Andrew Weil. He's considered by some to be the father of integrative medicine. Our guest today actually studied with him. Dr. Weil says of integrative medicine, as a practitioner and teacher of integrative medicine for the last 30 years, it has been my personal mission to drive research, education, and clinical practice to advance a philosophy of health that addresses mind, body, and spirit. I believe that integrative medicine is the future of medicine and healthcare, end quote. It's that mind-body-spirit combination that first got me interested in integrative medicine, but it was the actual results of good health I experienced that really sold me on this particular approach to healing. We're also going to look at functional medicine today, and I know many people, myself included, ask what the difference is between the two, and, and we're going to explore that. So without the non-doctor talking any more about our topic today, let me introduce you to one of the smartest people I know. And as I share about her, please know I had to leave out literal chunks of her education bio, or I would have had to have spent the entire half hour reading her accomplishments. Throughout her pre-medical training and continuing through medical school and residency, Dr. Kelly McCann explored acupuncture, herbs, meditation, energy medicine, spirituality, and massage. She has been practicing medicine since 2000. Kelly received her Doctor of Medicine degree and simultaneously earned a Master's in Public Health and Tropical Medicine at Tulane University in New Orleans. She completed both an internal medicine residency at Banner Samaritan Medical Center and a pediatrics residency at Phoenix Children's Hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. Kelly practiced medicine at the Arizona Center for Integrative Medicine, where she worked and trained with renowned Dr. Andrew Weil, who I mentioned earlier, as one of 35 distinguished fellows in residence. This unique group of residential fellows lead the field of integrative medicine today. Kelly is constantly learning and became certified in medical acupuncture through the American Academy of Medical Acupuncture and recently became certified by the Institute of Functional Medicine. Please help me in welcoming Dr. Kelly McCann. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hi, Barry. Thanks for having me today. I really oh, appreciate this. It's a pleasure. Isn't it fun to listen to all of your accomplishments and your educational background and <laughs> degrees? <laughs> 
Yes, I think who who is that woman? <laughs> who is that woman? <laughs> I hope you don't mind me joking about it, but it you know it it is you know it's incredible, it's inspiring and it's also, you know, I have a couple of degrees but you know, it's yeah, it, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to play with. It's fun so, to play with. Okay, thank you. Um so I wanted to start our conversation today by asking a pretty, I think, basic question, and that is, what made you decide to become a doctor? That's a great question, and it was actually a a pretty long story or a long journey to become a doctor. I actually got my bachelor's of arts in music. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to sing opera, and then somewhere along the line, um, that stopped that stopped making sense to me as something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I graduated with my bachelor's of arts in music and I thought, okay, what can I do now? <clears throat> I had no idea what I was going to do. My mom, who was a librarian said, well, you can't really get a job <laughs> at this point with that music degree. So go to library school and figure out what you want to do. And so I did. I came home and I went to library school. And the things that most interested me in library school was organization of information and the way that we uh, think about things and and organize it in our brains. And so I became interested in this idea of um, cognitive science, psychology, neuroscience, the brain and how it worked. And then I realized... I probably needed to go back to medical school in order order to study these things. Uh And so that's what I did. I did pre-med work, uh, you know, the biology, the chemistry, the organic chemistry. Um, I took some public health classes. I took some advanced biology classes because I hadn't done anything like that in my original undergrad degree because it was all in the the arts. (laughs) Right. And, um, and then fortunately I got into, uh, to Tulane. I was also really interested in, uh, possibly going to acupuncture school. And I remember having a conversation with my parents about it and they said, you know, Cal, you could go to acupuncture school if you want to, but I I really think you should go to medical school. I think you'll have more opportunities. You'll have more choices. And so I had made a deal with myself that if I got in, I would go. And I did. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> off I went to New Orleans to go to medical school. But I never forgot that my interest in acupuncture and really healing, uh, some what I would call holistic healing was a passion of mine. It was always an intention of mine to utilize other modalities and to address health and wellness at a deeper level, even though Mm. I didn't really know what that meant when I started my journey. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because it's sort of like, um, it's almost like that's the, the story of your life up until the, um, you know, med school. And then, you know, there's this whole other part of your journey that I'm aware of where you are looking at integrative medicine and, and functional medicine and these other modalities of healing. And uh, I guess, you know, the next question for me to ask you is, you know, at what point did you end up at the doorstep of integrative medicine? Like, was that like immediately out of med school? Or what was it that really 
Was there a defining moment for you where a light bulb went off or not? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great question. So when I was going to medical school, the the term that we used was holistic medicine. And so that's where I was coming from, knowing that I wanted to learn about acupuncture. And so one of my electives in medical school was to shadow a medical acupuncturist, a doctor who had gone and done Uh. training in acupuncture. And that's where I also did um, sessions in healing touch and energy medicine and massage because I knew that I wanted to gather more skills. Uh, when I was looking at residency programs, because when you finish medical school, you still need to do more training. So I did a residency in internal medicine and pediatrics, and I chose a program that was open-minded that would enable me to continue to pursue this interest that I Mm. had. So again, I had a, um, a clerkship where I would spend one day in clinic with a medical acupuncturist again. And I got to learn about naturopathic medicine there too. So I I kept trying as much as I could throughout my conventional training to continue to learn. And then when I finally graduated from residency, I felt as if I had been freed. And now I could explore all the different kinds Mm. of modalities that integrative medicine had to offer. And so it was somewhere in that transition of the nomenclature of holistic medicine became integrative medicine. Uh. And I had heard about Andrew Weil when I did my residency in Phoenix, and I had my eye on that. So that was something that I graduated um, and I knew I wanted to pursue it. And just just to interject one thing here, it, for anyone who, who doesn't know, um, when Andrew Weil came on the scene, I remember he had written that book, Optimum Health, and I think it was on Oprah and it was, it was a New York Times bestseller and a lot of people were reading it. And, um, you know, it's like he came across my field of vision because I think of Oprah and then... Uh, when I met you and you had already been through that program of his, it it was like it, it kind of brought it into, um, I guess, like a more realistic context. So um, so to go back to what you were saying, so you kind of had your eye on him and had you started practicing medicine before you went into the fellowship with him? With Andrew Weil? Yes. So after I graduated from residency, I went to Oregon. I got a job in a family health center as a primary care doctor. And I was doing both inpatient work in the hospital and outpatient clinic work. I had call every sixth week or something like that. And so it was very, very busy practice. I took over the practice of a doctor who had been in this community for 30 years. Mm. And it was a relatively poor community. So there was a lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of drug use, uh, a lot of narcotic use. And so my learning curve was very steep. And it was a it was a tough time in my life. And at that time, I also started studying acupuncture. So I was doing the medical acupuncture training uh, while I was working full time. And Honestly, I got sick. Mm. I um, I didn't realize it, and I've since figured out what had happened, but the, my office was moldy mm. that I was working in, and I became chronically fatigued. I had 
uh, depression. I developed fibromyalgia type symptoms. And I had no idea what was happening to me. I would have to take naps at lunch in between patients or get a massage because I was just so uncomfortable. And I became sicker and sicker. And I knew that I needed to get out of there. And so synergistically, it worked that I was able to leave Oregon and then go to Tucson. I had a few other stops along the way, but that was, okay. that was my out okay. to okay. go to Tucson and heal. Got it. Okay. And one of the reasons that I really wanted to take the time to explore what your journey as a, a doctor has been is because when I reached out on social media, um, Facebook and Instagram and asked people like, you know, do you have any questions? Do you know what in integrative medicine is? Do you know what functional medicine is? The biggest thing that I heard back um, it really was the number one question was, what is integrative medicine? And, you know, these are people that I know. They're friends of mine on Facebook from all over the U.S. And they're very smart people. So really, it's just a matter of exposure or lack of exposure. And some people like Esther from Florida has said she knew about integrative medicine but hadn't heard of functional medicine. Another friend in Idaho, Annie, hadn't heard of either of them and was very interested. She said, I can't wait to hear the podcast to learn what these are. So I think there's still a lot of people that don't really know what it is. And I, one of the things for me, and, and just for complete transparency, Kelly is a, a friend and she's also my doctor. And, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to have you as my doctor and to be around this world of integrative and functional medicine. And I come from a very conventional background in terms of doctors my entire life. So I think the thing about you that I so appreciated was that you never really, I guess, let's say, let go of the conventional side of things. It's like that's always there as well as the integrative and the functional. So it made sense to me. And I think that it's useful for listeners to be able to understand how a doctor might go that conventional route while also exploring that integrative and functional route. I think that that what you shared is so important and relevant for people to hear because, again, uh, so many people don't really know what it is. So do you think that that's changing people's awareness of integrative medicine and functional medicine? And if so, how? Well, before I answer that question, let me, I mean, I know you gave the descriptions at the beginning, but please, um, let please. me kind of contextualize this for patients or for our listeners. So hopefully they can uh, grasp it a little bit more firmly. So I mentioned that I had fatigue and I was depressed and I had muscle aches and pains and I didn't know why. And if I was going to your allopathic conventional doctor, they would have a few minutes for me to explain my symptoms and then maybe we would do some labs and they would give me a prescription. So if I said I was depressed, they'd say, okay, well, let's put you on an antidepressant. Let's try Lexapro or whatever. And they wouldn't really know what to do about some of those other symptoms. If I didn't have low thyroid, if I wasn't anemic, they couldn't really explain why I had fatigue and didn't really have a lot of solutions for those symptoms that I was experiencing. And so where integrative medicine comes in, we'll talk about that first, 
An integrative practitioner would take a much more thorough history. They would spend a lot of time with me to really trying to understand what was the context of my symptoms that I was presenting with. Was I getting enough sleep? Truth was, I wasn't. I was walking around uh, in the middle of the night because I couldn't fall asleep. Um, but a conventional doctor might not ask, are you sleeping? Um, they might, but their solution would be a pharmaceutical to get me to sleep rather than really trying to explore more ways of helping me. So an integrative doctor would maybe take a diet history, make sure I was eating healthy. They would work on sleep. They could use other modalities, maybe refer me to an acupuncturist to try and rebalance my energy so that I could sleep and have energy, things like that. And I think of functional medicine as doing all of those things too. But more importantly, really asking why. What was it about me? What was it about my circumstances? Why am I in this situation where I have these symptoms? And this was the big aha moment for me when I realized that conventional medicine does not set practitioners up to ask why. What is it that's unique about this person's physiology, genetics, makeup, history? social situation that leads them to present with these constellation of symptoms. And so really getting at that root cause means that I have to ask all those questions and take all of those considerations uh, into play when I'm trying to help somebody get better. Thank you, Kelly, for that explanation. That um, it, it, it sounds to me from how you describe sort of how conventional medicine is set up to work and how integrative medicine works. In a way, it almost seems like kind of like the evolutionary process of medicine in general. You know, it's like, I almost think that it comes out of it, right? It's like there was conventional medicine, which has done so much for us in so many ways. And of course, as we evolve, we start to understand it's happening in every field, really integrative psychology, integrative medicine, where we're recognizing there's a physical, mental, emotional component. And nowadays, more and more a spiritual component, you know, whatever people's belief systems are, that having that can often aid in people's health, physically, mentally, emotionally. So to me, at least that's how I see it is it's part of like this evolutionary process of medicine, right? And one of the things that I remember when I first started working with you was like all the questions you had me answer, you know, it was like pages and pages of questions. And when I refer people to Kelly, which I do often, they'll say to me, Oh, my God, Barry, I can't tell you how much I how many questions I answered. But, you know, the beauty of it, that is that you get to know me, you get to know your patients so deeply, and I have experienced over the years of working with you that there is this really expansive awareness of who I am, right, on many levels. And when you're treating me, like uh, one example I want to share with people, and, and I think we should also put out there that, um, you know, you would see this on any show, please consult your physician. You know, we're talking about different things here. Please, please, please consult your own physician. You know, we're sharing thoughts and ideas here 
here to stimulate conversation and exploration. But before doing anything, please consult your doctor. So one of the things that, you know, when you talk about like conventional and integrative, I remember when we did blood work and we saw my cholesterol level was high and it does run in my family. We tried a bit more of a holistic approach, which had an effect on it. It did take it down, but really not to the degree that it that it needed to. And I remember when you said, OK, it's time for you to go on statins, you know, and when I did, it brought my cholesterol down to levels that both of us are much happier about right now. Right. So, so <laughs> yes. you know, to me, I think sometimes and I, I share this because I feel like sometimes people think like, oh, well, if it's integrative, then it's not conventional. You know, it's like those they're not separate things. They really work very well together. And I feel like Absolutely. that's been my experience of how you practice. So just for for people out there uh, who are maybe interested in exploring it, it's not that you're going to be giving up one to go do the other necessarily. Would that be accurate? Right. And that that's very accurate. And that's the whole meaning of the word integrative. I have not forgotten my conventional training. If I have somebody who comes in who's having a heart attack, I'm going to send them to the emergency room and they are going to go through that acute care model. And then when they come back, we're going to do a lot more different things, address their diet, give them additional supplements to help heal them. But in an acute setting, there is nothing like conventional medicine. If I get hit by a car, I want to go to the emergency room. I want to be able to have surgery. I want to have the appropriate care. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I'm going to do osteopathic manipulation and acupuncture and take my supplements and do my rehab mm -hmm. and get better using all of the tools. So it's really expanding my toolkit. Mm. I don't just have med medications and surgery. I have a very expanded toolkit. I really try... Um, and meet people where they're at. I think that's the other piece of it too, is that this is patient-centered. Mm. It's all about the person themselves and their story, their history. Mm. And so in my initial appointments, they're usually an hour. Sometimes they go an hour, almost an hour and a half. And I'm listening to them the vast majority of the time because I really need to get to know them. I want to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And from their story, I can start to understand what is at the root of the problem. Mm, right. The root. <laughs> the root of it. Yes. So I think I had started to sort of ask this one question. I'll ask it again, which is, do you think that people's awareness of integrative and functional medicine, is it changing and, and how so or how have you noticed it? Um, maybe you and, and other fellow integrative doctors or functional doctors, like there's a conversation, like how might you describe that if there is a rising awareness of it? Sometimes it's hard to answer that question from the inside, but I would like to think <laughs> that, that as we age, as we find ourselves in the midst of a pandemic, as people find themselves becoming sicker and sicker, unfortunately, children are getting sick at a young age, they're being born sick, neurodegenerative diseases are rampant, allergies, asthma, food intolerances are becoming so commonplace and that was not the case 20, 30 years ago. 
So if people are struggling with their health and not getting the answers that they need from conventional medicine, hopefully they're going to turn to things like integrative and functional medicine for for more answers and more help. Mm. I have so many patients who come in and say, I've been to half a dozen doctors, I've been to a dozen, I've been to two dozen doctors, and nobody's been able to help me. I'm still sick. I still feel terrible on and on and on. And I become like a Sherlock Holmes trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what it is that is ailing them and slowly getting them back to a state of well-being. Mm. It's, yeah, yeah. And, you know, for the people who are healthy, who consider themselves healthy, it's good for them too, right? Because conventional medicine is good with problems. It's good with acute problems. It's not good at prevention. And functional medicine doctors, integrative medicine doctors are also really good at prevention. Let's check your vitamin D levels and make sure that your vitamin D levels are adequate. Let's get you on a good vitamin regimen that's going to help you maintain your sense of well-being for the rest of your life. Mm. So there's a place for it in preventative medicine. There's a place for it for young people who are interested in starting a family and they want to have healthy babies. So many people are having to turn to fertility specialists in order to help them. And functional and integrative doctors can help too Uh as part of that process. Many times the reason that people are having troubles with fertility may be environmental, maybe exposures to mold or chronic infections, and they're unaware that those things are happening. I have two young women, one's in her mid-20s, one is in her early 30s, and they haven't menstruated in years because they've been living in moldy houses. Mm. So their hormone levels are Mm. tremendously low due to mold exposure. Wow. Wow. And as we're cleaning them up, their menses are starting to come back. Interesting. It's pretty impressive. Interesting. Well, for people who are listening, who are interested in learning more about integrative or functional medicine, I am going to put a few links for people to click on. And I'm curious if someone was looking for an integrative doctor or functional medicine doctor, where would you send them? And we'll give your information, of course, but is there a like a general database people can go to? Sure. There are a number of different organizations and training programs that you could find a practitioner. So, for example, as we've mentioned, there's the University of Arizona's Center for Integrative Medicine. They have a two-year mostly online program for fellows, and then patients can find practitioners who have completed that program. Um, There's the Institute of Functional Medicine, which has a fellowship also, and they have a website that lists their practitioners and what courses they've completed. And so patients who are fellowed in functional medicine have completed the full course. Okay. There are other organizations, uh, one called A4M. There are naturopathic organizations. One of my favorite organizations is called the International Society for Environmentally Acquired Illness, or ICI, that's I-S-E-A-I. And those docs are pretty amazing looking for, again, those root causes. And then lastly, the American Academy of Environmental Medicine is another organization that's been around for probably 50 years that trains physicians in environmental toxicities and how to get people 
well from those illnesses. Okay, and just to let listeners know, I'll include links to these various organizations on the information section of this particular podcast. So you'll just be able to um, click on those links. We'll have them for you. So Kelly, who would be someone who would benefit from integrative and or functional medicine? That's a great question, Barry. I think everyone could benefit from it, but let me give your listeners a few examples. Um, Integrative and functional medicine practitioners are great with figuring out medical mysteries. They are great with um, figuring out root causes and helping people get better from things like autoimmune conditions, uh, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis or low thyroid, irritable bowel symptoms. And um, so IBS, food sensitivities, food allergies, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, any neurological condition can be helped uh, with functional and integrative medicine. So that includes things like autism and there will be special pediatrician-trained practitioners for these kids, um, other behavioral and psychological issues, anxiety, depression, um, people who have sleep issues, just about any system of the body. (laughs) And people have issues with those uh, systems in the body can be helped with functional and integrative medicine. Thank you. One of the things I remember uh, when I first started to see you, as you had mentioned earlier, the length of the appointments were a lot longer than I'd had with my conventional doctor. Um, Can you speak to that? Sure. So most functional integrative practitioners have an intake form that will be much more extensive than your conventional intake form. Uh, We want to know everything about uh, the patients when they come in. So we'll ask things about your diet and um, your your stools and your <laughs> menstrual cycles and your sleep cycles and where did you live? Uh, how many antibiotics did you get as a kid? Did you have any surgeries? I mean, the, 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 the usual things like surgeries and medications. Um, but I also want to know where your family is from and the health of your brothers and sisters and all the little details of, um, of your being. And, and then once you fill out that paperwork, we're kind of dive deeper in a conversation. Most of the time, I really want to hear somebody's story. Um, sometimes when people don't feel well, their stories can be really long. And I want to hear from the moment that they started not feeling well up until uh, current day. And so I spend a lot of time teasing Mm. out that information from somebody. And same thing too, we'll go back into childhood and birth history um, so that I really know whether there's been trauma or um, issues early on in somebody's life to, again, start to put those pieces in place to understand what's happening. What kind of house did you live in? Did you have water damage in that house? Um, Where did you grow up? Did you play in the woods? Could there be Lyme disease, for example? Um, So all of Mm. these details of somebody's life that conventional medicine just doesn't have time for. 
Um, and, and a lot of people don't know that they're relevant, so they wouldn't know to volunteer that information to a conventional doctor. Uh, so it, it does require time in order to um, pull that out of somebody to put those uh, pieces of the puzzle together. Thank you. I think for listeners, you know, if you are a kind of person who is doing great with their conventional doctor and you like it, that's great. And, you know, if you're a listener who has some questions and has some symptoms or maybe symptoms or you're dealing with something that you haven't ever quite gotten to the bottom of, you know, to me, that's when I would say as a, you know, (laughs) non-medical practitioner, that could be a great time to seek out um, an integrative doctor. And on that note, if you'd like to reach today's guest, Dr. Kelly McCann, you can reach her at thespringcenter.com. That's www.thesprincenter.com, thespringcenter.com. And again, we're going to give you a list of resources on our page for this particular podcast. And Kelly, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time today to share about integrative and functional medicine with all of us. I just am so um, I'm so grateful that you would would be here. And and I know that there are a lot of people that have been served by you and, and will be. And I'm glad you're around. Thank you, Barry. It's been wonderful to spend this time. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Thanks so much. You can reach today's guest at www.thespringcenter.com. Also, you can find links to the following resources in our show notes, integrativemedicine.arizona.edu, ifm.org, International Society for Environmentally Acquired Illness, and the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. A special thank you to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Music for being the amazing platforms for podcasting that they are. You can reach our incredibly talented music man, Ian Taylor, at iantaylormusic.bandcamp.com. And special thanks to my producer, Aaron Davies, at Growl Lodge for his production, editing, and mastering. You can reach Aaron at growlodge.com, and that's G-R-O-W-L-L-O-D-G-E.com. Mahatma Gandhi kind of sums it all up, and I quote, It is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. Thanks, everyone, for joining our conversation today. Be well, literally. Share the love, please. And remember, we're all in this together. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Barry Alden Clark on Instagram, Facebook, and on the web. And if you'd like a free copy of my latest book, Living Life Now, Ingredients for Thriving in the Modern World, you can go to my website, barryaldenclark.com, for the link to Amazon Kindle, as well as finding the link in the link tree in my Instagram bio. Take care.